Hello guys and welcome to the new podcast called Weekly Sports Reviews where we will be reviewing sports weekly. Yes, um, that is right. I am Tanner Cheatham and I know a lot about sports to be honest with you. I am Drew and I know very little about sports. And then we have our friend Hayes who will not be here tonight. Yes, be- because he's a traitor. He is a traitor, but it's all right. He was sick, we will say, and could not make it to the meeting. So it is just me and my fellow colleague, Drew, tonight. Yes, it is. Um, This is the very first day of the podcast, and you, if you like it, always favorite the podcast, and we'll... Post them out weekly, and you guys can watch them weekly, obviously. These are facts. listen. Listen to them weekly. You can't really watch us. But, all right, anyways, let's get going with the podcast. All right, let's get things rolling with the first topic. Should Zion Williamson sit out the rest of this season? Drew, what are your thoughts about this? Well, Tanner, I have to be honest. My thought on this is that he probably should sit out the rest of the season. He wants to be in his best shape for the NBA draft. Although this may lead him to drop a position or two in the draft, maybe RJ will go ahead of him now, but he just has to be ready. College does not matter. Tanner, what do you think? Well, I totally agree with you, Drew. Um... If you guys didn't see in his last game, he only played 36 seconds and blew through his shoe and almost could have had a career-ending injury. But luckily, it wasn't that bad. And he is one-of-a-kind player. A lot of people are saying he's like the next LeBron or he is someone that they've never seen before. I want to go that far. My bad, my bad, Drew. But... They're saying that this man has a really good potential to make it far and do well in the NBA. So why risk it now in college for one year of play when you have a big, bright future in front of you? And I mean, Duke's an amazing team. You might win a national championship. You still might win without him. Exactly. They have a really good team with RJ and Cam Reddish and the Jones brother and... They're they're a really strong team right now, and I'm pretty sure they're the favorites to win it all right now. But, I mean, you never know. It's kind of up to him if he thinks that he's be able to stay healthy the rest of the season. But it's just, it's such a difficult decision for him. On the other hand, an argument to, you know, for him playing is that if he's already back and if he's healthy enough and he's like 100%, he could definitely play, and the college experience is probably good for him. Get him playing against some good competition in the tournament and get him prepared for the season for the NBA. That is a really good point because if he sits out the rest of the season, I mean, they played a few good teams, but other than that, they haven't played anyone that spectacular. And he's going straight from basically a few easy games in college to the NBA right away. And that could be a huge jump for him if he doesn't play the rest of this season. And it's just a really, really hard decision for him to make, I think. 
he'll have to decide on what's best for him and what's best for his future. I saw the other day that uh, the NBA's commissioner, I forgot his name, but he was is trying to talk to the NCAA about lowering the age to be eligible to go to the NBA draft from 19 to 18. What do you think about that, Drew? Well, if this is true, then, I mean, it's probably overall good. I mean, the younger you are, if you're young, you got out of high school, you still want to go, you're college, you know, but you after that year, you're still 18. I mean, now you couldn't go to the draft, but if this rule passes, you can, and it just makes it a lot better and a more accessible for young talent to go to the NBA as soon as possible. Yeah, I see what you mean. The only bad part about this would be for the NCAA because there's going to be a lot of players that are just going to go straight from high school thinking that they're good enough. And there's not going to be – there will still be powerhouse teams, but there's not going to be teams loaded like Duke is right now, like RJ and and Zion and even possibly a few other of their players could have just went straight to the NBA because that's where they're going to make their money. And they could just completely skip college, and that's going to hurt the NCAA a lot with the ad revenue. And everything they'd make from attendance and yeah, their attendance and a lot of less people are gonna be wa- people are not gonna be watching these games. Yeah, I can tell you for that for sure. Cause there's not gonna be any star players like Zion out there because he's gonna be in the NBA already. And I mean, they're still gonna be good players just so they can get some college experience. But it'll hurt the NCAA a lot, and I'm really interested to see on. What decision they make. I do agree that there, there there will be a lot less hype around the NCAA. Exactly. And it might not be as fun of a sport to watch because the competition might not be there. Since the pl- uh, the player... Hmm, what's the word? The player greatness. Or there's not going to be very many good players in college basketball that are just stand out like Zion does. I can tell you, though that it's going to be fun for the NBA if this does get passed to see all these young talents straight from high school and see how they compete against the NBA stars today. That's exactly right. Like, Luka Doncic, or however you say his last name, came from Europe at 19 or 18, however old he was, and he's a complete baller in the NBA right now. And you just wonder that maybe college messes up players sometimes. And, like, they try and critique him too much, mess up their form, and then they... Or, like, even injuries. Like, they could go to college and get a season or career-ending injury and not even be able to make a chance in That could NBA have been anymore. the case with Zion, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. He could have easily got hurt and then ruined his career. I mean, they all would have still seen how good he was from his highlight reels, but they haven't. They wouldn't have as much hope in drafting him high in the draft um moving on to our next topic um drew do you think the lakers will make the playoffs this year to be honest i'm on i'm on the edge i want to say yes because lebron has not ever not made the playoffs and i just can't imagine him not doing it again the other day he said he was activated and in playoff mode so, I mean, we'll see. 
He had a good win last night against the Rockets. Yes, he did. That was a clutch win for the Lakers. But if Brandon Ingram doesn't play like that every game, I'm not sure if they can make the playoffs. That's exactly right. I got a little statistic here from ESPN, and they have the Lakers at a 9.2% chance to even make the playoffs this year. That's That'd just be crazy not seeing LeBron in the playoffs. For I've always seen him in the playoffs my whole life. I was a big I've been a big fan of him and that would suck not being able to watch LeBron try and go for another finals which that probably won't happen with the Lakers but it's just going to be different not seeing him in the finals you know what I mean Mhm mhm I saw a thing on uh ESPN's Instagram today and it was saying that the last time that LeBron wasn't in the playoffs Zion Williamson was 5 years old Tom Brady had three Super Bowl rings and a bunch of other stuff like that. There's just a bunch of facts on how long it's been. It's been like 13 years or something like that, which is insane. That is a big legacy to keep on your name. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, looking at the NBA standings right now, the Clippers are in eighth, the Kings in ninth, and the Lakers in tenth. So... If there were to be a team that I would say the Kings have a I'd say the Kings have a better chance than the Lakers to get in just because they have they've been playing really well. They only lost to the Warriors by 2 points yesterday in a heartbreaker. Um they had the chance to get the final shot off, but they didn't take it. They drove in and got a really bad shot on. So, who knows? The Kings have been playing really well. And I it's hard to say. The only way the Lakers get in is if the Spurs and the Clippers both drop out because I think the Kings are going to for sure make the playoffs this season. Yeah, I agree. The Kings are looking really good right now. And I think the Kings are going to be an up-and-coming team. They're really young right now, and they have a lot of potential to be really good. Mm-hmm. They with, did really well in the draft the past three years. Yes, they have. De'Aaron Fox was a huge pickup for them. Buddy Heald's been good for them. Marvin. Marvin Bagley, Willie Cauley-Stein. They have a really young core, and it's really working out for them. And if they keep this group together, they could be really something special. Exactly. Everyone thought that the Kings were going to be bad because they lost to Marcus Cousins, but I honestly think they're better now without DeMarcus Cousins. But that's just my opinion. I feel like they're a more complete team, and obviously they're a younger team, which means that they're going to be able to compete for years after years to come. Um, what do you think about James Harden and Chris Paul coming out and saying that that one ref, I'm not sure his name, but he was out to get him? What do you think? Yeah, I saw a little bit about that today. Um, I think, I don't know if I should believe them or if I should just think that they're making that stuff up. Because, I mean, I don't know how a ref would be out to get them. Because I feel like if a ref was out to get them, the NBA or someone else would see that before they would. Mm-hmm. And uh, the referee's name is Scott Foster. And the the controversy around this is that James Harden and Chris Paul both fouled out. There was, some, there was a lot of the fouls that were actually fouls, but there was some that were just horrific. Just really bad calls. So I think that 
overall, I think Scott Foster wasn't out to get him, but I think he's just just not a very great referee. Exactly, and if you have an intense game like that and it's a bang-bang call, it's close, like it could go either way, it, they're human, they're going to make mistakes. And it's not his fault that both those guys fouled out. It, they were playing the Lakers. They're a good team. They drive a lot. They draw a lot of fouls. And even James Harden does the same thing. He gets fouled 24-7. And no one's ever complaining about the refs and how they're out to get him. I just, I think he's just mad upset that they lost last night to the 10-seed Lakers. Well, actually, a statistic is the last like 17, maybe 20 minutes of the game, the Houston Rockets had zero free throws. And do you think that's a result to... Just no calls, or do you think they just didn't get fouled? Because I don't think that's ever happened before. No free throws in the past 20 minutes of the game. Ever. Yeah, that's kind of insane. And when you th- when you say a fact like that, then I can see how uh, Chris Paul and James Harden would think that he was maybe out to get them. But one ref isn't going to swing the whole thing, obviously, because there's multiple refs on a court, and they can all call fouls. Mm-hmm. So... And I'm pretty sure the ref that called that really bad call on Harden, the the offensive foul, uh, wasn't actually Scott Foster, but a different referee. Yeah. So. And I I saw that play, and I honestly do, I think it was a foul on James Harden, but I didn't see it in depth. I don't know how late LeBron got there or how early he got there. The specifics of that, I just saw him go up over there, take the charge, and that was a really clutch charge by LeBron James, by the way. I'm actually talking about a different one. I'm talking about the one where James Harden was taking the ball down the court and he apparently nudged or whatever a Lakers player that came up from behind him trying to steal the ball, but he didn't touch him at all. Oh. And it was a no call. So, but that was just the only one that was wrong in my opinion. Yeah, I, I never saw that one. I thought you were just talking about the LeBron James charge one, honestly. But yeah, so these. But like they said, they're humans. They're gonna mess up. They're not gonna be perfect. And I mean, we me- we mess up in our lives, and they're especially in close games like that. Human error is going to g- get bigger for one side or the other, because if one team doesn't win, they're gonna blame it on the refs, or if the other team wins then some fans will say oh he should have called this foul when he shot it or oh he should have called this foul when he stole it and there's always going to be people that complain about the refs but the refs I think do a pretty good job overall I mean there's always some refs that do really bad but other than that I think they're doing a pretty good job yeah I agree and here's the video I know you guys can't see it but that's what it got called on right there. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. He didn't even touch him. That's right there. That was an offensive foul. Yeah, that that is a... That's a bad call. That is a bad call, yes. I never saw that one, but... And I, this is six minutes left, and Houston was up by three. So, that's... Yeah. And that, that could have been a momentum changer for mm-hmm. the Lakers, honestly. Yep. That's crazy. That yeah, is. that's a really bad call there. He didn't even do anything. In what I viewed, maybe the ref viewed something different, but from my standpoint, I see that as 
a bad call on the referee. Yep, but I don't think it's game-changing. I think the Lakers still probably would have won. Yeah. Without it. It maybe changed the momentum a little bit, but I don't think it changed the momentum enough to make the Rockets lose. The way that Kyle Kuzma and Brandon Ingram were playing, I think the Lakers would have pulled that one out at the end. Yeah. They they played really good uh as a team last night. And if they keep that up, I really think they can make the playoffs this year. They just gotta they all gotta go for the playoff mode and kick it into gear because LeBron can't change the whole team. Yep, and last night LeBron was playing like he trusted his teammates. There was a couple quick instances where he passed it to a wide-open guy who had a shot, a clutch shot in the corner that gave the team a, a lead. It was pretty great to see LeBron passing. Yeah, and LeBron. that's good that LeBron's starting to trust his teammates and Especially after what happened with his teammates, him wanting to trade everyone to New Orleans for Anthony Davis. Yeah, that that was a big concern. I was thinking that that team wasn't going to be very strong with their chemistry because of LeBron supposedly asking the whatever his name is, the owner or whoever does that stuff, asking him to trade certain players and the Pelicans were telling everyone what their offers were so that those players felt down and negative. And I think the Lakers have really bounced back from that. And that's going to be a good story to tell if they, if they make are the able playoffs. to make the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they do make the playoffs, then they'll probably have to play the Warriors. And to be fair, I think they, they could probably make it a good series. Yeah, it just, it just depends on uh, how well they play as a team and if they play as a team mm-hmm. and how LeBron plays around his teammates he's got to be comfortable with his teammates and try not to take the game on his own yep. shoulders because i mean lebron's an amazing player and all but uh, i don't think he can beat he can't be Golden State Warriors yeah. on his own he can't be a five or a starting lineup of five all-stars by himself Mm-mm. so he's gonna have to look out for help from all these players and trust them on his own I agree with that. Do you think... Well, so Lonzo's been out with a uh, sprained ankle lately. Mm-hmm. And do you think if they make the playoffs, he'll be able to be back for the playoffs? Um, I'm not sure. It says that he's been out for four weeks now. Yeah. And his injury, his recovery time was um, supposed to be from four to ten weeks. And I'm not sure um, how... If he's actually injured or he just is being a baby, but <laughs> if they do make the playoffs, I'm for sh- I I'm sure that he'll he'll uh, play. He'll want to play. Yeah, and I saw something today that they realized when they were examining or why it's taking so long is it is a sprained ankle, and he also has a bone bruise. Oh, really? On his ankle, yeah. I saw that today when I was scrolling through Twitter. And he still has it? Yeah. Or, like, that's the reason it's his um, return time is keeps getting pushed back and back because... And there's 20-something games left in the season, right? Yeah. So, if he just... I think it'd be smart for him to at least wait out 10 more games and just make sure his ankle's healed before he tries and pushes it more and more. I mean, and then he can come in later in the season 
or late in the season when they need wins and yeah, and, I think he, I think he'll be back. He's got a, he, he's got some time to heal. Yeah. So if everything goes right and doesn't do anything stupid, then I feel like he should heal up just fine. Yeah, I, I for sure think if they make the playoffs, he should be back for those. But I mean, the way they played last night, I don't know if they need him. Yeah, exactly. They've been playing really well without him lately. Well, kind of. They play well without him. Last game. But the, yeah, but they play well with him as well. Yeah. He's a he's a really good all-around player. He's kind of like a Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Just, or Russell Westbrook. Like, just gets tons of assists, rebounds, and points, and they're, like, all about even. Yep. Which is, that's a really good player to be if you can out, or get seven points, seven rebounds, and seven assists a game. Because that just shows that you're a team player, and that's something that, Helped the Lakers out a lot this season. I can agree with that. Even though the Lakers aren't having the greatest season, they definitely probably need Lonzo in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, it's just like the Kings. It's a young team, and they're going to get better. They just got to wait, and mm-hmm. they got to develop, which is I was really surprised LeBron went to a team that still needs to develop, and he didn't go to a contender. Yep, because this is his last couple of seasons, probably. Yeah. I don't know how long he's going to last in the league. He's 36, I think. Yeah. he's He might only be 34. I don't know, though. But he is getting up there in uh Yeah, if he wants age. to win another one, then he, he is 34. Yeah, he is 34. I just looked it up. So, yeah, he, I still think he has maybe maximum... Five or six years left. Yeah, There's no way. In like at least I think two or three years when he's still really good. Yeah, and I maybe two. I feel like he's still going to be a really good player, just not as dominant as he is right now, or he was with the Heat. Yep, he wouldn't be able to carry a team. Yeah, exactly. And maybe that's why he did it. So he's planning on winning a championship his last with year. This, yep. So waiting for this team to develop, they have a ton of cap space this season, or cap room for this off season. Be able to sign a big name free agent to come and help him. Are they going to try to get Anthony Davis? Probably so. I think they still will. I think they're going to get Anthony Davis after not next year, but the year after. Because I'm pretty sure in 2020. Yeah, that's when his contract expires or whatever. Yeah. And he's a free agent. And he gets to pick where he wants to go. Because if the Pelicans are going to trade him somewhere, they're probably not going to trade him to the Lakers. Yeah, and I mean they were asking for ridiculous offers from the Lakers. Just for one player, like six players and three picks. I mean, I would have took that. Yeah. And like they were. The players are not bad. Yeah, they were offering like. Lonzo. Lonzo, Kuz, and Ingram. And then a few other players. They're all really good. Yeah. They're offering up young players for him, which is going to help the Pelicans rebuild because that's what they need to do right now. Mm -hmm. But Pelicans wouldn't budge. I respect that, though. They got a superstar. Yeah. But I don't think he likes it there, so... Yeah, he doesn't like it there, but they want to keep him there to keep... Because, I mean, when they start rebuilding, they're going to lose money. Because no one's going to want to watch a team that wins 10 games a season. No one wants to watch a team without Anthony Davis. Exactly. Alrighty, so this is where we're going to end our first podcast. When we have our full crew... We will do longer podcasts. We just want to do a short little segment for you guys. We'll also have some guests on the podcast. Of course, yeah. We will get some guest speakers every once in a while. And sometimes they might not even be related to sports. Like, we got a pretty big up-and-coming Fortnite player. 
that we can get in contact with and maybe he can get on the podcast and we'll just we'll see how it goes oh yeah all right thank you guys for listening in and if you wouldn't mind sharing this with your friends and your family and anyone you know that'd be amazing and keep the word out and we will see you guys next week all right till next time adios